Hey everybody, it's the guys here at New Reformation. We've decided to start podcasting semi-regularly, and I've got Cody and Ben here with me tonight. Cody is my younger brother, and, <laughs> and Ben we've known long enough that he's practically our brother as well. Um, before we begin, we wanted to say that none of us believe that swearing is inherently sinful, or, and there's nothing wrong with using swear words on occasion. However, we do understand that the majority of the Christian community believes that swearing is sinful, um, so we will try to tone it down and not and not use them overly regularly. Um, if you are one of those people who believes that swearing is a sin, we would advise you to not listen to this because we do not want to cause another brother to stumble. However, if you don't have any issues with light swearing, plug on. I've got Cody and Ben here with me tonight in particular because tomorrow we're going on a road trip from Spokane to Tacoma to see Black Sabbath live on their final tour. And so we decided that tonight we would start our podcast with discuss with discussing how Christians, or at least in the churches we've been in, have approached the topic of Christians and secular music, or even Christians and Christian heavy metal. It's ridiculous. Um, I think I'm going to let Cody start off with his experiences in a church we attended in Alaska. Um, <laughs> with a really, I don't want to say youth pastor because like that's mean and he's another brother in Christ, but like it was a really time in both of our lives in high school. Yeah, that guy kind of, he kind of screwed me up a little bit in the head for a while. Uh, after we left that church with everything that he, all the burdens that he left me with, I kind of fell out of Christianity for a while because with what he had instilled in my mind is Christianity is this hateful, judgeful, you know, religion that just is out to basically be like the Pharisees in the New Testament where you had to follow all the rules, do all this to be, you know, accepted, and then... I didn't want to be part of that because I had grown up before in that, you know, you didn't have to do anything to be saved. You know, it was wasn't. Well, I mean, you have to believe in Jesus. Yeah, (laughs) but nobody's arguing about that, though. No. Yeah, but but you you have to go to church every Sunday, and you have to listen to Sandy Patty, and you have to sing out of the hymnal, and you have to read the King James Version. That's the only way you're going to And you have to go to a youth group. And Um, also, you remember, you can't wear jeans in the first service, you know? (laughs) Or the second. Or I remember remember wearing jeans while leading worship one night at the evening service. So this was the laid-back service, and everybody was still so pissed off that I led worship in jeans. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, where in the Bible does it say you have to wear... Really, really, really nice. They didn't clothes. even have pants in the Bible. They had robes. <laughs> I they wore ima- one piece of clothing. I mean, and I, sandals. Can you imagine wearing like sandals on stage in a church? I mean, <laughs> like, I'd be, I'd be a okay wearing a kilt, you know, just going to church. But I don't think that'll be very nice and breezy. <laughs> Sticky nuts. Got that little bulge going out there. <laughs> and- <laughs> I don't know if any of you, if it's the mic, pick that up, but Ben just farted in it. <laughs> um, so moving on, anyway, um, I remember being in that youth group that Cody and I were talking about, and whenever we were at a youth event, I, I was never 
was never allowed to pick up a guitar and bust out um, secular music's guitar riffs like Smoke on the Water or Iron Man or Back in Black or something like that because the youth pastor said it presented a bad witness. What if an unbeliever walked outside of the church building and heard you playing that secular music? What would they think? Um, that I actually know how to f play the guitar, maybe? <laughs> like, and that we're actually tolerant of, you know, secular music because if we aren't tolerant of it, how can we accurately witness to the people in that? Which was funny because then whenever the youth group would meet at his house and we had a guitar, he didn't care if I if I played secular music because there wasn't anybody that could like walk outside the church and see it like, well, what's what's worse for your witness? Somebody hearing you swear at home or swear at church? If you're at church, there's generally the idea that you're a Christian, that you love Jesus, and some people are different than others. Some people could be attracted to a pastor that swears in his sermon, like Mark Driscoll saying, who the hell do you think you are to his congregation on Easter Sunday? And there are others who are like, they play secular music. I could totally dig this. Wasn't it Piper's Church that did the ACDC cover? No, that was not Piper's oh. Church. Whose church that was, was it? That was not John Piper's Church, and I think John Piper would probably disagree with that church. <laughs> um, it <laughs> was Perry it? Noble's church. Oh, I was close. Um, they had a P in their name. New Sp- <laughs> it was a New Spring Church in South Carolina. Could be North Carolina. Um, he took a lot of heat for playing Highway to Hell on, I want to say it was Easter Sunday. Yeah, it was Easter. I remember that. It was an Easter Sunday, and he was he was preaching on hell, and he thought, what better of a song to illustrate the pitfalls of of that kind of thinking? And he said that after the service, somebody came up to him and said, I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me through that song, which, I mean, <laughs> you can take that at face value if you want or not. Um, the Holy Spirit could perfectly well work through secular means to touch somebody's heart. And I, I firmly believe that the Holy Spirit did actually speak to that person during that song and say, hey, this is the path you're on, and... The highway to hell is really not that big of a thing to be to be proud of. And so I think I probably wouldn't have chosen to use the song Highway to Hell in a church service, mainly because of the backlash it would have received, and I don't want to spend my time arguing about stupid like that. But I, I don't think you can criticize him for making that decision with his with his church, given that people were saved through that message. Don't just nod. People yeah. can't see. <laughs> People can't hear you nod. This is an audio podcast, Cody. You can't, we're not. We're not anywhere near the business of video podcasting yet because that's a pain, and we're all ugly. Well, and that worked out well for you earlier today, apparently. Okay, we are not going to talk about that tonight. This is not the place to discuss that. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely not the place to discuss that. Um, so moving on, Ben, your thoughts. Well, a couple of years ago, I was really involved in the uh, high school band and the children's ministry, mostly in uh, music. And since I was in both of them, it's just weird seeing the differences between uh, how they let me do stuff, because I was a bass player and guitar player. And for the children's ministry, they're all like, hey, we want to get a bunch of kids in here, and kids these days like rock. Go out, out hardcore rock, you know, do solos, all this stuff. Do Emery-style Demon Hunter. 
that kind of thing. Yeah. And they just, like, make it really rocky. And, you know, if you want to throw some, like, 80s rock solos in there, go ahead. If you Pour uh, some sugar on <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Actually. <laughs> and, like, so... Not, maybe not, that's not the best song for a church. That's no, a stripper no. song. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. <laughs> but, no, like, uh, I remember me and my brother, we used to, uh, we transposed the solo from uh, Iron Man. Like, uh, like the, the solo or the lead line? The solo. There's no way RC can play that solo. <laughs> uh, he did, but uh, no, anyways, so we we did like a bunch of the solo and stuff, and you know we did it for the kids song, and all the kids loved it. They're like, "Oh my god, this is Iron Man. This is cool. These guys could do this." And I want to come you back. Just say, "Oh my god." Yes. We don't tolerate that. Oh whoa! You're going <laughs> to hell now. Whoa whoa whoa! Which is funny, peep. Uh, when the Lord says, "Do not take my name in vain," I. The English language is kind of a language for stuff like that, because the word, the word that was used to describe the Lord's name is completely different than what we have translated into English. In the English language, God can be used to describe Jehovah, or it can be used to describe Allah, or myriad other things. And so, I don't necessarily think it's a sin to say "Oh my God," because it's the English translation of a word. It's the English word used to describe a deity. If you were to use the name Jehovah or Yahweh or something like that in a disrespectful manner, I do absolutely believe that would be using the Lord's name in vain. In the Jewish text, it w- God was never used. It was always Yahweh. Or Jehovah or Elohim. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And he has tons of different names. And I, I feel like we've been so desensitized to the word God. I remember Sunday school. Sunday school, there's big G gods and little G gods. And it's like, that's not how the English language works. It's, Either it's, way, it's going it, to be God. God, yeah. That's that's the way that word works. And so so to say that Christians shouldn't use, oh my God, is like, okay. I could very well have been talking about Allah. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Dead space. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, getting back from the little bunny trail, um... It's a rabbit trail, not a bunny. <laughs> same difference. Same difference. We're appealing to little kids. We're Peter Rabbit, you know. <laughs> Anyways, like, uh, yeah, for the, back when me and my brother used to play for the children's music, like they like go all out. Just you know, make sure not to be like you know I'm showing off. Just be like make it sound good because you know the kids are gonna go to school and be like, hey, the you know the Wednesday night you know kid stuff that has fun games. It's got music, and that, that attracted a lot of kids, because me and my brother, then I was continued in the band, and that brought a lot of kids in, and it was, you know, it led a path to, you know, a lot more kids than usual coming in to hear about Christ. I can't believe you're poisoning the children's minds with rock music, Ben. <laughs> I know, it's so secular, man. It's the devil's music. <laughs> yeah, man, we're going to hell just for listening to it. Devil apparently has a lot of music, has a lot of things, because you hear, like, alcohol is the devil's piss. You know, <laughs> That's he's got his music. Is... He's got his piss. He's got his spit. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Then um, so uh, like then transitioning over to you know going to the high school music, they were very very held back. They're like, okay, we're basically just gonna do guitar, like acoustic guitar, maybe very light drums. We're gonna do the Chris Tomlin "Jesus Is My Boyfriend" song. Yes. Because that's what appeals to high school girls, which is sadly true. <laughs> yeah. 
and like high school girls want to date Jesus, and that's weird. <laughs> like teen Jesus or mid twenties Jesus, there's difference. Well, I mean, we don't have any record of Jesus in his twenties. I mean, he started his public ministry at thirty, and what fourteen year old wants to date a thirty year old <laughs> Jewish guy? I mean, it was okay back then, but you know. Anyways, the, <laughs> stop distracting me. <laughs> so, like going over to there. Like, I felt like we weren't reaching out because when we started doing music, nobody really sang along because who wants to be going like, ah, like slow, like we're trying to get them into a rhythm sort of thing. And it's like, it didn't sound that great. I mean, some people liked it, which, you know, it's their own preferences, but most people are just kind of like, ah, music. And I felt like, you know, we reached out way more to the kids because it was rock and, you know, you know, that's what the kids really like these days. And now, you know, just hearing back... You know, Actually, no, that's not true anymore. Kids well, these days like Nicki Minaj and Iggy Azalea and other like, shit music like Electronic that. fakey crap. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. We listen to Tough Guy Metal. <laughs> and uh, it, it just felt weird going over to the slow stuff because I felt like the kids wanted... to you know, actually come back every week as opposed to high schoolers because music is a big part of, you know, modern day, the modern day world. Mm-hmm. And if the music sucks, then why would you want to come back and sit and endure through, you know, five songs every night and be like, fall asleep and be half dead for the rest of the night? Which, but- which, it, which, which isn't to say that you should be using music as an excuse to not attend yeah. a church or something. Like, I, and I'm guilty of this. I've, decided not to attend certain churches because I didn't like the way they did their music. And and it, it was a handful of other things. I went to this... When I first moved to Spokane, I went to this small little reform church that had like 20 to 30 people. And it was like acapella hymns. They read out of the Psalter. He preached out of the King James. So it wasn't just the music... Excuse me. That turned me off to that church, but it was a big role. Yeah. And, it, I mean, everybody, everybody has their own different music preferences. You know, if, you, if it helps you glorify God more through sin and it's just piano and voices, go ahead. But mm-hmm. I, it's one of those things It's where if only a few of the, you know, older generation like it, so the church just does it because they want to please the older See, guys. See, yeah, that's exactly it. The problem is when you make preferences, the rules. Um, I remember reading an interview with the lead singer of August Burns Red a couple of years ago, they're a pretty heavy uh, metalcore Christian band, and he said, my worship is when I am on stage screaming and worshiping God through that. And that's how I worship. And I don't think it's anybody's place to tell him, no, you can't worship like that. It's ridiculous. I heard an interview of just the other week about a one, one singer who said he grew up with this same sort of... Uh, condemnation from his church he's and he said my worship is not when i'm sitting in church going boring old slow songs he said my worship is when i'm up on stage screaming my heart out to my fans and just screaming the word of god at them and he said that that is how i witness that is how screaming the word of god at them (laughs) that sounds sounds like a great metal band although Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't use those terms because, mm-hmm. especially in the secular metal community, people hate it 
when Christian metal bands get up on that stage and preach the gospel. Oh, you're shoving Jesus down my throat, man? That's, that's, that's not cool. I want to hear music. And so I respect the bands that, that make their ministry not so much preaching the gospel from the stage, but reaching out to those fans and the people who are hurting and saying, like backstage or something or at the merch tables, hey, Jesus loves you, you know, we do this because we love you and because Jesus loves you and we don't want to shove it down anybody's throat and that's why we, we don't preach it from the stage. That's that's not what we've been called to do. We're not preachers. We're not, that's not necessarily our goal. Yeah. And I think churches, you know, I think all churches should take a step back and be like, hey, what songs are going to minister to everybody? Because we know some people like, you know, just the traditional hymns. Then some people like rock. Some people like more of the modern, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit of, you know, more keyboard effects and stuff. So why not do a mix of everything? Um, yeah, at my church, um, I can't remember exactly what the rule is as far as, like, styles of music. Um, but one thing that we do every Sunday is we always play at least one hymn every Sunday. And we don't necessarily do it old slow you know organ style we we play the hymns upbeat and the people like that it's just you know something the church does to respect the older generation as we are going to play at least one hymn every sunday in addition to the contemporary worship music and as far as i know nobody has a problem with that at our church yeah that's, that's something that i respect the church i went to they uh sometimes they got in trouble and the high school band got in trouble for playing music to have having too much rock in it i'm like where's the issue if it reaches out then there should not be any issue just because your music preference is different doesn't mean that this ministry is not working absolutely you know and yeah and and as paul said in the new testament i became all things to all people so that by any means i might reach some so to the jews i became like a jew to the gentiles i became like a gentile and so so on and so forth and so there's nothing wrong with putting on a black t-shirt with a Slipknot logo on it and going and preaching to the gospel to a crowd of metalheads. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You're <laughs> you're not going to reach out to them if you put on a suit and tie and go preach out of the King James Bible. You're just not going to reach them that way. Because you know what Slipknot fans are going to do? <laughs> They're going to murder you. <laughs> yeah. And I think it takes so much respect and so much you know bravery out of people who actually are Christians, and they put on the Slipknot shirts, the White Chapel shirt, or shirt, you know, the Mushroom Head shirts, and just go out and be like, hey, I love this music too. I'm not so much from you. I'm a sinner, but I know God loves me. And, you know, I'm actually really happy inside. I love this music, but, you know, you know I see you're kind of hurt Jesus saved me, and I can't help but share it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't judge somebody because they wore a Slipknot t-shirt to church. I mean... I wouldn't wear a Slipknot t-shirt to church, but... I would. uh, Yeah, I know, but... Well, especially for somebody who's new to the church, the last thing any church should do is judge a non-believer for wearing a Slipknot t-shirt to church. They don't know what the church culture is like. They don't know how they're going, what's accepted in the church and what's not. And so if the first thing you do, instead of saying, hey, you're new here, we'd like to get to know you. Yeah, welcome. Why are you wearing a Slipknot shirt? We're a Christian church. Yeah. We yeah. don't tolerate those things here. You need to change your shirt or leave. And it's like, what? Yeah, see, if I saw that in a church, I'd go up into them and start talking music. I'm like, hey, man, do you like this one song? Do you like that one song? What about this band? And do you see like, them on their last tour here? Yeah, and they'll be like, wow, there's people like me here. You know, I and might, then, I might and come then, back. And that gives you an opening to build up a friendship. 
which then allows you to share the gospel. Sorry, I've had a lot of soda tonight. I'm quite burpy. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, like, it's nice because usually when new people go to church and, you know, they're metalheads or, you know, like really hardcore rock, they just feel like, you know, people are going to come up and start shoving the gospel down their throat, which it's not attractive to anybody. If you go up to them and start being talking about, you know, normal day stuff, like the bands they're into, because that's, a, again, a big part of normal culture. And it, it helps them see, hey, these people are actually, you know, people. They're not some, you know, stuck-up Christian holes. They're actually, they actually enjoy what I do, too. You know, mm-hmm. same movies, same music. That's big part of society so like when a newcomer comes in and sees that and just like hey this is not bad these people are like me i can i can come back and come back and come back Mm -hmm. and and over the period of time you know that's when you can start ministering to them and helping them yeah are we being too loud no it's way too loud oh okay (laughs) my wife just joined us at the dinner table. I don't know if you can hear her. The mic's pretty far away, but I think we're going to keep plugging on. And, okay, no no biggie. Um, but if we want to keep plugging on, if she wants to join in, she's more than welcome to. Um, who wants to discuss another topic next? Let's discuss Black Sabbath. Okay, what about them? Like, <clears throat> people, like, I, from my, my dad, what I've only heard is Black Sabbath is the devil. Black Sabbath and, you know, Judas Priest. They worship uh, Satan and they eat bat's heads. Yeah. And for the longest time, because my dad was a pastor. You know, I'm a pastor's kid. And for the longest time, he's like, don't listen to them. They are the devil. And, you know, recently I kind of took a step back from, you know, church and everything. And I listened to him like, what's wrong with this? Like, it's just music. I've I've been listening to them lately at work trying to, you know, get familiar with the songs so I can really enjoy myself with the show and maybe it's because I'm not paying attention because I'm at work or something but I've, I really haven't noticed anything overly demonic in their lyrics and on the topic of like demonic lyrics or anything I for me I don't struggle with worshipping a demon I don't struggle with like <clears throat> demon worship or offering sacrifices to demons or anything like that so listening to demonic music doesn't affect me but on the other hand, if I was to listen to modern gangster rap or something like that, that's overly sexualized, and they're talking about how big their dicks are and how much pussy they want to f- and, you know, rack, rack city. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. I struggle with sexual sin, though. So to listen to stuff like that would would put all sorts of images in my mind that would not be good for me. And so I would much rather <laughs> I would much rather listen to demonic music than overly sexual music because... The overly sexual music is going to cause me to sin. The demonic music is not going to cause me to go, oh, you know what? I think I want to worship a demon instead of Jesus today. <laughs> better get that you know? blood out. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just so weird that it's it's stigmatized that way. I I honestly don't know of any Christians who struggle with <laughs> with demon worship in particular. Um, but I know plenty of Christians who struggle with sexual sins and you know you know what? If you're if you're gonna justify that because well it's the secular world then you don't get to knock me for listening to so-called demonic music yeah it's just like watching commercials on tv they've got all those commercials but those are okay because it's tv Mm -hmm. you know the shows you watch the content in them it's okay because it's just television you know have christians actually read the lyrics 
of metal songs. Like, Demon Hunter has, like, the most profound, like, Christian lyrics. Actually, I've, Becoming the Archetype does, but... Oh, well, I haven't really listened <laughs> Differences to of opinion. But, like, if you read the lyrics of their song, it's deep, and it hits, it hits you. And it's like, <laughs> sure, sometimes you can't understand what they say, but... Why Can would you, you really understand that opera singer? <laughs> yeah. Singing in Latin? <laughs> yeah, why would you... Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> why would you stereotype an entire genre just because you can't understand it and you label it as demon music? I encourage you, go read lyrics from Demon Hunter. Or from, Become the Archetype. Yeah, or, or August Burns Red. <laughs> James, he owe me a Coke. Go get me the Dr. Pepper. Ladies first. <laughs> but yeah... Uh, that just pisses me off. Like, my dad... It, it's funny. Demon Hunter, they, they do some slow songs. Like, uh, we were listening to The Car years ago. Uh, the Tide Began to Rise. And my dad's like, oh, this is a really good song. This has really good meaning to it. Let's put, put more on from it. I want to listen to more. I put one of their heavy songs on. He's like, oh, this is Satan music. What are you doing? Like, this is bad music. I'm like, this is a Christian band. He's like, oh, it's not. I'm like, read these lyrics. And he's like, whoa. And the... That opened his mind. He's like, no, you got I'm okay with you guys listening to this. Because growing up, I was only allowed to listen to Christian music. And no oldies, nothing, just straight Christian music. <laughs> and it's giving him a really weird look right now. Yeah. Um, growing up, I wasn't ever not allowed to listen to secular music. Um, but, you know, it wasn't easily accessible. And so I ended up listening to Christian music. And that's kind of where I've the majority of my musical tastes stick to. Um, but I remember my dad, I don't know if I'm going to end up throwing him under the bus by accident <laughs> by telling the story, but he, yeah, he, that's my job. <laughs> yeah. But he told me that the first concert he ever went to was a kiss concert. Oh, I know. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting here all jealous. <sighs> and <laughs> my dad's actually the one that introduced me and my brothers to heavier Christian music, like disciple or audio adrenaline in their older days. I actually um, stumbled upon Disciple first because it was just in our music library from Dad. Yeah, Dad had it, and uh, <laughs> I remember being 11 years old and Dad put it on. I was like, Dad, turn this off. This is stupid because, you know, you hate your dad's music because he just listens it's your to it all the time. Yeah, now. exactly. It's like dad and then, jokes. And then like, yeah. <laughs> and then like a year later, I was like, whoa, this like, stuff damn, is this amazing. Is yeah. Yeah, and I've seen Disciple live, what, three or four times now, and I don't know if my... I think my dad's seen them live with me once. Um, but yeah, so I credit my dad with, with finding Disciple way back when. And so my dad wasn't nearly as strict as Ben's dad was. Um, but there were certain stuff that he wasn't okay with us listening to. My dad absolutely hates Slipknot. Not necessarily without good reason. Yes, um, he has good reason. But. Um, but I remember last year, um, Cody and I went and saw Motley Crue and Alice Cooper live. Oh. And my dad... With <laughs> and my dad would let my dad let us let Cody go to that show with me, but he wouldn't let Cody listen to Motley Crue at home um, because of of their lyrical content. And it was just it was just kind of funny, which is kind of odd because I heard more swear words when they were playing their set than I would have in their entire music library. Yeah, I'm sorry. When every other word they're calling, are you? Yeah, you. This is an awesome show. It's like, you know, that is much worse for my head if you're going to say, oh, hearing it's going to put you in your head. You know, if I hear it in music, you can't always understand what they're saying. And um, so they could say, you know. So read damn. the lyrics, Cody. Oh, yeah. 
if we're gonna make that point like we did earlier with the screamo music that's just funny but at the same point if you're gonna let somebody go and watch something but then not let them participate it at any other time what is what is the point of either of those careful there you're moving the box <laughs> Um, yeah, it was just, it was just kind of funny. We were never, yeah, like, Cody and I weren't really not allowed, weren't not not allowed to listen to secular music, but it was just, it was just something that wasn't on hand, on hand very much. And, you know, now that I live by myself, I listen, I would say that I listen to secular. You mean with your wife? Yeah, okay. (laughs) The two shall become one flesh. I live by myself with my wife. And your dog. (laughs) And your cat. (laughs) <laughs> um, and so I, I, I think if I was to like take a span of the past six months or so, I would say that I li- I've listened to secular music more so than the Christian music I have in my library. Yeah, and like to be honest, like I am so burnt out on like Chris Tomlin, Aaron Schust, even though they've signed my guitar. <laughs> like, you know, I'm so burnt out on it because they are so cheesy. Like some of their songs are really cheesy. And you get to a point where you're like, this is horrible. Like, you know, they're just doing it because, like, oh, we're, we're a Christian band. We make these really good Christian songs. And I'm just like... Well, and well, they're marketing to what Christians want. Christians don't want songs that deal with depression or cutting or anxiety or anything like that. They want Jesus Makes Me Feel Good songs, which... <laughs> and think about this, too. Let's, let's, let's face it. Jesus is not, is not the cure-all. <laughs> We're probably going to get a lot of flack for that statement, but Jesus is not the cure-all for everything. You, Jesus, you you can't say, well, just rest in Jesus and everything will be okay. You, well, that is certainly true that Jesus loves you and He will take care of you. He's not going to cure your depression just because you 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 pray one day and say, Jesus, please take my depression away. He's not going to take your anxiety. I, I mean, He certainly could. Um, but that's generally not the way it works. Yeah. He's not a genie in a bottle. You can't say, God, yeah. I need this done. Boop. You got it. Exactly. exactly. Christians, yeah, for the most part, Christians just want feel-good songs, and it's like, well, we're all human. We're all hurting yeah. in some way, shape, or form. You know, I'm I'm still hurt by that church we went to in Alaska, and I'm getting over it. But, you know, and finding another church that embodies the love of Jesus has helped me get over that, so... I suppose you could say that Jesus has helped me get over it in that way, but... Yeah, and it's it just really sad because personally I've struggled a lot with depression, you know, with alcoholism and, you know, thoughts of suicide. And, like, those Christian songs, they don't cater toward that at all. They're just like, Jesus loves you, this I know. Okay, well, nobody's singing that in church. Well, that's, I know, but <laughs> it's kind of like that. But like the song, How great is our God is not going to help me out of a depressed funk. Yeah, but like listening to the Demon Hunter lyrics or like Kill Switches Engaged, you know, mm-hmm. Strength of the Mind, just like, you know, that stuff helps me so much more than any of the Christian, any Christian music, period. Somebody, like, somebody, somebody can relate to me in this and that helps build me up. Um, as Cody mentioned in our football post, iron sharpens iron. And so, you know, if you're not getting good uplifting, um songs that discuss certain topics you're you're not going to really go anywhere you can i mean yeah you can sing about how great jesus is all day and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but 
but to make that the sole topic of music is to do actually is to actually do a disservice to music. Yeah, and you can only sing so much about how Jesus loves you in so many different you can ways. Only, you can only rearrange those words so many times before you're like, I see what you're doing. You're a lazy songwriter. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's why I just appreciate the music talent of, like, you know, like the Christian metal scene. Because it's such a hard business and such a hard world to get into. And you got really big names out there that, you know, they're starting to compete with. And it's kind of like there's a lot more people getting the message out there. Mm-hmm. And that's helping Absolutely. a lot more souls. Because, like, even though I stopped listening to Christian music completely, I, st- well, not completely, I still listen to Demon Hunter, August Burns Red. You know, that's some of my core stuff that I still go to because you know, I feel good after listening to it. I actually feel good. I go to Christian music. I'm like, oh, this is just, pissing me off. Yeah, just acoustic. <laughs> oh, Jesus loves me. Let's repeat that thirty thousand times, and it'll. He, you, then I finally get out I mean, about you, the twenty nine thousand. You can't times honestly it. sing of his love forever. I mean, here the song has to end at some point. Yeah. And that song in particular has been overdone so many times that as soon as I hear it, I'm like, nope, nope, I'm not singing this song. Yeah. I can't do it. I I cannot do it. I cannot sing this song again. And it, it has become so meaningless because it's. So overused, so overused and it's so burnt out and that's another big thing that discourages you know non-believers from going to a church because non-believers most of them have heard a christian song and they're like this is kind of like it sounds like garbage just because it's you know it's repeats the same thing over and over and over and it has it doesn't hold their interest okay country music does the same thing just for the record i love country music. <laughs> the mcdonald's that i work at um the franchise owner has this preference that he chooses to play Christian contemporary music oh, really? in their lobby. Yeah. Whoa, that's weird. And we get complaints. Oh, I bet. We I was get, gonna, that we was get where like I was going next. Two or three complaints a week about people saying how, you know, we don't we don't want to listen to this when Why we come McDonald's. Why are you shoving Jesus down my throat? This music sucks. You guys got my food wrong because your workers were distracted by the <laughs> Jesus music. Wait, is that literally a complaint? That was a complaint from somebody. All of none of you are supposed to know this. I don't. But I don't it, think anybody can be distracted listening to Christian music because it's so lame. I'd want to leave. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not getting here. I'm but getting in my car." It shows you what unbelievers think of Christian music. They hate it. Yeah. So well, I don't get why churches don't realize that, and like a lot of churches that I've been to don't adapt for that. They're still like, "Oh no, this is we're going to play this song for." That's because that's because normal. churches are run and funded by old people. And you yeah. know what? If you piss off the old people, your money source dries up yeah. instantly. And it's sad because they they're you know, they're too caught up in what they like to realize that's not what the world likes, you know. You're gonna like so many more people are gonna want to come in and be like, Hey, this guy busted out, you know, a thirty second solo and it was fantastic. And it's like if that brings more people in so they can hear the gospel you know, why not try that more often, you know? Mm-hmm. We get a lot of new people who come into our church. Actually, one of our deacon's uh, sons is a big metal. He comes in wearing a slipknot shirt. You know, he's got long hair, huge muscles, but... Um, Who's that? Actually, I'm not going to say his name, Beep. but... Son? Yeah. What? He's just, like, really tall, orange I've, hair I Okay, I've never met he's like, son, but I've met and That's yeah. so funny. Um, That's like, okay, that is like the Smiths having Robbie or Sebastian as he goes by now, so. But, um, we get a lot of new people in, and they feel a bit more welcome, because if they're from a different background like he is, 
he comes in, and for our sound check, we're playing through a Metallica song. Wait, really? Yeah, we've done that a couple of times. Brad and uh, Brian, at that's their style of music. And so when I sound check his drums, he starts playing Enter Sandman, and Brian follows bum, along. Bum, bum. And then if Aaron's on vocals, he'll start, you know, following him out. And it shows people we're a lot more tolerant to different things. You know, Tolerance when, is bad. That means, are you going to let a gay person become a pastor because you're tolerant? I'm not that tolerant. <laughs> There's something to be said for pageantry, though. Um, I don't know if y'all heard that, but um, Hannah just said there's something to be said about pageantry. And <laughs> I'm not quite sure what she means, if I'm being perfectly honest. Although I feel like she's... <laughs> Cody's giving her his mic. I just, you've, you've all seen, like, the YouTube videos of the pastors who have, like, those crazy entrances, you know, they're going in on, like, hang gliders or something, and they've got their, like, disco ball. and Collided suits. Yeah, there's something to be said for, like, compromising your message to get people in, because that's not what God calls us to do necessarily. We're not really trying to get people in. We're trying to get people out there preaching no yeah I that's that that's absolutely true too your church is it always supposed to be 100 percent? you're supposed to care about the people and you're like you know what what church you end up at mm-hmm, that's we true we want you to just yeah if if, if it becomes the point of the church service that the electric guitar player gets to do a solo every sunday then that's not necessarily the the best way to go but if somebody's like hey this is I could dig this. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And it almost seems like that's what has happened in Christian music is because they've watered down the gospel to try and get people in because you don't want to go in to a new believer talking about deep theological stuff. And So, so that's they... why we sing Jesus is my boyfriend songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not working. People no, it's not. Because, because it's it's... But it Christians won't accept simplistic. that because we're too closed-minded to understand that there has to be variety. There has to be different kinds of people from different backgrounds with different interests because if you have cookie-cutter Christians, they're not going to help witness because there's absolutely no difference. If, like Ben. If Ben was three-piece suit guy, you know, oh, operas... Opera's mine, you know. And he's not going to be able to go to a metal concert and witness to them because it's like, I don't understand what's going on here, you know. Nobody's, you're not going to reach anybody because you have to build a relationship with them first. Ben, if Ben's hugely into opera, you can't go to a metal concert and strike up a conversation about their music tastes and start their relationship. Honestly, I'd pay money to see that. (laughs) I'd pay money to see me in a three-piece suit. I would actually pay money to see you in a three-piece suit, too. You look pretty good in a three-piece suit. Thank you, Hannah. You're welcome. Although, I think you'd just pay money to see Ben. (laughs) Oh, shut up. (laughs) We're we're good friends, but we're not that good friends. Remember, being gay is a sin. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I hate the sin, not the sinner. No, but that's why, like, you know, a Christian who is who is struggling with with certain sins shouldn't necessarily be an outcast. If if they're not repentant, then you know, absolutely, the Bible says if 
if somebody's engaged in such and such a sin, you shouldn't engage with that person. You shouldn't even have lunch with them, let alone, you know, be friends with them. But but that's for people who are unrepentant of their sin. If, say, me, at 13 years old, struggled with pornography, hated, really, really did, hated watching porn every night and masturbating, and I wanted to stop, but I couldn't, you know, it's just... <laughs> Ben? Ben's like, <laughs> he said masturbate. <laughs> um, we can say that. <laughs> but wait, that's a sinful word, Ryan. No, it's not. Semen is the devil's spit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I give Satan a hand job every night. That's Yeah, that's what's going on. Whoa, we're not editing that out. <laughs> no, we are not. Um... But, you know, I, I struggled with that. This, it wasn't, uh, I, am, I am blindly accepting and living in my, my addiction to pornography and masturbation. I, it's hard to stop something like that once you start because sex is amazing. <laughs> and I can say that because I'm married. Um, but, you know, at 13 years old, <laughs> you shouldn't really be touching yourself. Um, and it's just hard that, this culture is so over... <laughs> that would have been helpful a few years ago. What? <laughs> what What would have been helpful a few years ago? The information about when you're 13, you shouldn't touch yourself. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Nobody told Let's me that. Let's put that on a billboard like... in Spokane. <laughs> if you're 13 years you're old, not, don't do touch not you. touch yourself. <laughs> it leads down a dark road. No, but see, but that's a failure of, of the institution institutional church because all you would ever hear is that sex is created for a man and a woman who are married and that's it and that's all you would ever hear and it's like okay and then you find out what masturbation is and you don't (laughs) there's there's kind of a disconnect because you're like well i mean it's not sex yeah well and (laughs) plus you're you know this hormone driven teen yeah absolutely and with how easy it is to access porn on the internet these days the first time i ever saw porn was on accident oh you know like it 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 was on accident and and in hindsight i should have told my told my dad that i had accidentally clicked on a website because i was searching for um for something and it took me to an odd link and i didn't because i was scared i was going to get in trouble for having clicked on it and i was like i didn't know what it was yeah. I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm not going to say anything and just hope it goes away. And then later that night, I was like, wait a second. There were naked girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, in hindsight, I should have talked to my dad, but there was never there was never that open communication with my parents. Yeah. Oh, I, sh- I, I got in trouble with this last time I talked about it, so I should probably not. <laughs> um, but um, there was... The church isn't really good at communicating with younger teenagers the dangers of pornography and what it does to you. And because it's stigmatized, 13, 14-year-old Ryan didn't talk to anybody about it. I was like, okay, God, I'm not going gonna, I'm not, I'm not to watch porn tonight. I swear. I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to go to sleep. And three hours later, I was watching naked people do stuff on the internet and touching myself and (laughs) and yeah it felt awesome but i hated it at the same time because i knew it wasn't what i was supposed to be doing and i just couldn't stop and the 
and the church was not a place where you could go, you know, you can't just go up to your youth pastor and say, hey, I'm struggling with such and such because, you know, you're afraid that you're going to be judged and you're going to... And they use scare the sinner. So yeah, much. exactly. <laughs> if you masturbate, your penis is going to fall off. Like, or well, like, no, that never happened. Or like, you're guaranteed going to hell if you masturbate. And it's kind of like... They all they usually scare taxes and they discourage people from talking about it and it it it, it just it's a dark path because that same thing starts to go like oh I'm kind of depressed I don't want to say that to anybody because I'm going to be judged or like you know I'm really depressed I don't want to live anymore and yeah, yeah or or you resort to alcoholism alcohol takes my troubles away and the church doesn't you know um it's a dark path it's like an animatronic dinosaur it's dangerous <laughs> you know but um but but when the when the church stigmatizes people who are honestly struggling with sin in their life nobody nobody wants to talk about it you know, if I'm going to get kicked out of the church because I struggle with masturbation and I want to stop, what does that say about, what does that say to non-Christians who are struggling with the same things yeah. and they come into church and they're like, oh, I have to stop this. It also means and I, that. But I, but I can't talk about it. It also means that there's, you know, there's some people who struggle with it and are hiding it and they don't want to face it themselves. So they just mm -hmm. shoo it away. And I think that's a biz, big disconnect in the modern day church, at least from the couple that I've, I've been to and experienced. Pride. What was that? Pride. It's a pride issue. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I think too highly of myself to tell my pastor that I touched myself last night. And because, yeah, it is embarrassing. You um, won't want to shake your hand in. <laughs> Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's a very excellent point. But no. <laughs> uh, oh man. Way way too too long. Long. Speaking of things that are way too long. <laughs> what? My wife is like sitting across the table from me. I'm allowed to say that. No, you're not. You're not allowed to say that. Yeah, no, yeah. we're Christians. We're not allowed to say anything like that. Oops, sorry. I, I, I desire to know my wife later on this evening. I suppose that's the best. Whoa, 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 <laughs> She's whoa, over whoa, there whoa, snickering. Whoa, whoa, man. Whoa, man. What? I, that was the Christ, king, that, that's, that's not a Christian thing. That was the King James, dude. <laughs> it's the only version of the Bible that is 100% <laughs> Adam... Steve. Oh my god! <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa! That's something we don't talk about, dude. Can you imagine? I <laughs> literally just if, said if, that if, in the if, Bible. If like a modern paraphrase of the Bible. Well, late. I have a version of the Bible that says, "And Adam had sex with Eve." Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> nobody, That's nobody's gonna print a Bible <laughs> that says Adam. Eve, and she gave birth to Cain. No, no, no translation of the Bible is ever going to print that. Ever. Hannah's shrugging. Yeah. <laughs> we should get back to the metal topic. We're going on a rabbit trail here. Oh, I thought it was oh, a bunny a trail. Bunny rabbit trail. <laughs> you gotta shut the up. Okay, so what I about say that lovingly. Uh, out of love. Okay, so what because about we don't get offended by it because we're not because we love each other. So so what way, so like, what about know. the metal topic? Did you want to go back to? Oh, there's so much still to talk about. That yeah. All right, go on. I'm collecting my thoughts. 
I think one thing I wanted to bring up earlier when we were on is when you were brought up the gangster rap. I think it shows that Christians are very against one type of genre because you hear all this crap about how Christians are, you know, metalheads can't be Christian and all that, but then... I've never heard that so much, but yeah. I've heard that metalheads can't be Christians. It's I've heard, really I've heard that too. Who says but stuff like that? To turn dry one too. That's what boggles my mind is that how can anybody who loves Jesus say that another person who loves Jesus can't be a Christian because of the music they listen to? That's ridiculous i also find it funny how you know metalheads can't be christian but you know like pastor daughters and stuff listen to the modern day rap modern day hip-hop and And like oh there's no issue you know popping that or whatever and i know it's it's just a catchy beat uh uh-huh that's 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 what i was trying to bring up it seems like christians are against one genre that's that's bad in some ways but everything can be that's because metal's scary Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Metal's but scary. They're pop. afraid to have their mind. But pop, look, pop music is not scary. Pop music is not scary. Metal you you is. go look at country and they talk about, you know, <clears throat> drink, drinking their problems away and See, that's, going and crying over a girl and you look at but, some but of the their metal, But the metal too. is where we draw the yeah. line. <laughs> you know, you try and bring that up in, in a church and every, they're just going to revert to about how bad metal is. And you gotta you got to sit down and say, look, these genres are bad too. Every genre has their bad side. Even Christian music. Yeah. <laughs> now, just to yeah. say, I love country music, too. I, I love I metal. Know, that's why I chose that genre. I know. That's why I, I love country. That's, but that's why I'm using little words, not Yeah, but, but, you know, it's the same thing. There are, you know, it does talk about, you know, go drinking your, you know, your, your Ford pickup. Yeah. I or, mean, it's you know, like if that, if you're too. in Alabama, you know, hitting on your sister or something like that. I haven't heard any songs like that. <laughs> Me either. I'm just, we listen to different kinds of music. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, I like country, so I'm going to heaven. And you like that, so you're going to hell. <laughs> just just remember that at the end of the day. All right. I, I Oh, man. Oh, I think it was, I want to say it was Jeff Foxworthy that was making a joke. Um, he was like, people pick on me for my accent all the time, but people are going to be in for a real surprise when they get to the gates of heaven and St. Peter's like, y'all get in the back of the pickup truck. We're going up to the big house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, I, can, you, can you imagine Peter with a southern accent? <laughs> Gosh, that'll be amazing. I will. No, I don't know that. I don't know I mean Jesus. <laughs> and then where they were having the Holy Spirit thing come down and they had the flames, oh. you know. Dude, I got this little thing above my head. Check it out. It's like a little zip-up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we've kind of drawn to the end of most there of the There was one more okay. thing I wanted to bring up. Okay. Um, I've been, the month of February is Black History Month. Oh, but bringing up racism. No, in the metal scene, <laughs> February, they also put it as Black Metal History Month. Oh, I've never heard that. And I've been reading a couple articles about Christian Christian black metal bands back in like, like the Demon 80s Hunter. and 90s. Oh, oh, no, okay. black metal, like well, I mean, Demon Hunter Horde is black and Tester. And, and um, reading about what is what some of these guys went to back in the, went through back in the day, you know. The actual black metal bands that worship Satan were burning down churches. They were issuing death threats. You know, every time these guys went on stage, now and you're witnessed, just giving the churches ammo 
against black metal, Cody? Let me finish my <laughs> statement. <laughs> Every time these guys went on stage, they put their lives on the line because every time they went on stage there were people who would jump up on stage and try to attack them one artist wrote about how he had some guy come at him with a giant you know sword just jumped up on stage and was going but we at have him to ban guns that's talk and for another day <laughs> that is true and i get upset when christians say that metalheads can't be christian because when you look at what some of these guys went through putting they're basically, some of them were even martyrs because some of them did get murdered. Cite your source, sir. Uh, metal Sucks. Oh, okay. They had an oh, article the Metal about, Sucks podcast? Um, no, it was an article they wrote. It was about Christian metal bands. It talked about did the God church burnings and all that. And I get upset when Christians say metalheads can't be Christian because when you look at what some of these guys went through, it's the same thing as some of our missionaries are going through. And it's like, you're basically saying everything these guys are doing, laying down their lives to go and preach the the word of God to the people who are actually worshiping demons. It's completely disrespecting their actions. That's absolutely true. It's like if I was going and said, you know... Being a missionary is a, is a sin. We shouldn't go to other countries. All the missionaries that are over in other countries are going to be like, dude, we're Shut out. The f- up. <laughs> we're out here. We gave up our homes in the U.S. to come over here, and uh-huh, it's the same true. sort of principle because they're basically di- they've given up their life, everything that they worked for, everything that they fought for, and died for in some mm-hmm. cases. And so I think. I think Christians need to be more respectful of what other Christians are doing to spread the word of God, even if you don't agree entirely yeah, with absolutely. metal or whatever. That you need, you still need to be respectful of another Christian. We're, we're all on doing the same, what we are We're all to do. on the same mission here. Yeah, our methods may differ, but at the end of the day, we're all Christians. Yeah, we all love Jesus, and we all want to see Jesus save more lost people. Yeah, I'm not, another thing is like, I think there's nothing necessarily wrong with not liking, you know, hard rock or metal. No, absolutely. There's nothing not. wrong with it, but you cannot say that it is bad just because you don't like it. No, absolutely. Like you know, with you know the metal bands like Demon Hunter, you can't say just because of the name I don't like it. You know, it's bad. It's don't judge a book by its cover. That's a big thing. Because if you're just automatically assuming, like you're saying, you know, that they're like these other bands. No, no. They're reaching a lot of people, more than you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that's true. And more than you're doing by being a judgmental, hypocritical little prick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? One of the bands I listen to called Impending Doom, they tour with Whitechapel pretty much every other year. And mm-hmm. they're almost always on Whitechapel's bills. Whitechapel's bills are almost always on theirs or whatever. And they're hardly known throughout the Christian community, throughout the Christian metal community. Impending Doom, yeah, you're right. And I've watched some of their live videos. In between the guy's lyrics, he's screaming, Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to save you. He's screaming that all during their set in between songs in between all this, and they're hardly getting... They're getting more unbelieving followers than they are getting Christian followers. Even though they are actively preaching the gospel, they are saying specifically, Jesus loves you, he wants to save you. 
you know, the metal community is still respecting them. Mm-hmm. But um, they aren't getting much ground in the Christian community. As the Bible says, they'll know that you're Christians by your love, not by whether or not you wear a three-piece suit to church and sing a hymn. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for this evening. Yeah. All right. Sign off. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>